You're about to listen to Kelly Martin Speaks. I'm your host, Kelly, and the author of When Everyone Shines But You, a mental health and self-acceptance blogger and a recovering darkness addict. I have experienced intense anxiety, deep depression and life trauma, but I'm coming out of the other side now. Darkness was a comfort zone for me for a long time, and it felt safer than the light. So in this podcast, I share with you my journey into the light and how I move through challenge in an empowering way. I'll share with you tools and nurturing ways to embrace your humanity. I was once a shy, scared introvert, afraid to speak, but that's all changing. Let's take this journey together and learn to fly. Hi there, welcome back to Kelly Martin Speaks. I'm your host, Kelly Martin, and this is episode 83. Now this week I'm going to talk about passion and wanting in life and how do we find our last passion. Okay, so my passion has been, I would say, null and void probably since June 2019. And that was when I made the decision to close the mental health radio station that I fundraised for and Basically due to a lack of human resources, I had to close it. Now, before I launched the station, I was full of passion, very enthusiastic and excited. As we started, or I started, I should say, I still felt passion. But unfortunately, due to being only one person, the growth of the station and the activities needed to fulfil its goal was too much for one person. And as I was doing it voluntarily to begin with, I had to let it go. It was probably one of the hardest decisions I've made in a long time and really affected my own mental health, ironically, closing it down. So I went through a rather lengthy spiritual void and it could also be labelled a deep depressive episode, but I prefer to relabel it in a more transformative way. It's been a very hard experience because after what felt like two decades of trying different things and passions and goals in my life, I thought I'd found my North Star. Alas, I had not. But it did leave a gaping hole inside of me where passion used to be for life, for ideas, for dreams and for ideals. And after becoming more introspective and looking at the secondary benefits of my life not changing or not succeeding in my past definition of success, I came against a wall with understanding and I was really feeling clueless to how to reclaim my passion what to be passionate about and how to be in life again, how to get my enthusiasm back. Now, this past week, I went for a chiropractic treatment. And you know how sometimes life brings you answers in the most unusual of places? Well, 
After my treatment, my chiropractor was talking about an event he was holding at the place I go to for treatment. It was kind of an intro event leading to a longer workshop, a course in another city, and he was sharing how the organisation had helped him. But one thing that struck me hard between the eyes and ears was his short story of why it helped him. And what he said to me was, and I don't think he realised how much it triggered me, he said, I was looking to buy my first house and I was feeling really stuck and nothing was happening. But after going to this event, I realised I didn't want to buy a new house. And by accepting this, suddenly the resistance fell away and I bought a new house. Now, he may not have realised how much he triggered me, but I walked home that day and I really pondered this. I began to realise that secondary benefits of not changing aside, that my own wants in life I have not truly wanted. Why? Because if I had 100% wanted those things, those experiences, whatever they are, etc, etc, I would have committed fully. I would have followed through on inspiration. I would have moved heaven and earth to make them happen. Or rather allow them to happen through the steps I took. Now what does this have to do with passion, you might ask? Well, I realised my wanting was only half wanting. I was half in and half out. Because of previous life experiences, I'd not fully allowed myself to want or commit to anything, have passion. Because I believe because of my past, there was no point that nothing would come of it. So I published my books and I didn't become a best-selling author. But in all honesty, I published my books and I stopped putting love into them. I hardly marketed them and I am a writer and I hardly write apart from with my blog. So I was clearly not as committed or wanting of these things as I first thought. I also asked myself, do I really want to heal and be well to support myself? Do I really want my own home in the countryside? Do I really want new friends and a social life? If I honestly answer these things, a part of me does not. Otherwise, I would have done what it takes to make it happen. Now, at the moment, I'm reading a book by Elizabeth Gilbert, the author of uh, Eat, Pray, Love. And the book is called Big Magic. And she is helping me remember how much being creative and having passion means when we are inspired by an idea to do something new, we follow through. If we leave it alone, don't tend to it or nurture it, it disappears and so does our passion. I guess I've done this so many times in my life that my creative side has just decided, hmm, well, no point feeling enthusiastic about that. It will never work. The inner doubts got loud and the more I saw those things I was passionate about fall into the woodwork, 
albeit if I'm honest, I allowed them to fall, instead of nurturing them like I should have, or being committed enough to make it work, I wasn't really doing it. I wasn't really wanting. With Peace Within Radio, I could have found another way. I'm sure. If my commitment had been stronger, if my wanting had been 100% instead of half in, half out. But it didn't happen, and there could be something in that was not meant to happen. That it was simply a stepping stone in life towards something else. But it also could be the fact my passion was not enough anymore. And when the work got really hard, I didn't allow myself an opening to find a solution. Now, Elizabeth Gilbert in Big Magic said the following, which really speaks to my process and what happened there. What she said was, I think a lot of people quit pursuing creative lives because they're scared of the word interesting. My favourite meditation teacher, Pima Kodran, once said that the biggest problem she sees with people's meditation practice is that they quit just when things are starting to get interesting. Which is to say they quit as soon as things aren't easy anymore. As soon as it gets painful or boring or agitating. They quit as soon as they see something in their minds that scares them or hurts them. So they miss a good part, the wild part, the transformative part. The part when you push past the difficulty and enter into some raw, new, unexplored universe within yourself. And maybe it's like that with every important aspect of your life. Whatever it is you are pursuing, whatever it is you are seeking, whatever it is you are creating, be careful not to quit too soon. As my friend Pastor Rob Bell warns, don't rush through the experiences and circumstances that have the most capacity to transform you. Don't let go of your courage the moment things stop being easy or rewarding. Because that moment, that's the moment when interesting begins. And I love that and it was a really good reminder for me too. So how do we find our lost passion again? Are there steps to take? Well, I'm not going to bore you with a long list of steps. Because I think sometimes goal setting and passion steps can be a bit obvious. And when you're depressed or in the void, the idea of doing any of these things may feel ridiculous and impossible. What I am going to say is what I am going to do to reclaim my passion again. I can't guarantee it'll work for you. But we've got to start somewhere, don't we? As per Elizabeth sharing in the book, I'm first going to clear my space, my office. So if you want to find your passion in terms of business or art, creativity, clear your space that you intend to use to create this first. If you want to find your lost passion in a relationship, you may want to clear the space of your bedroom, your dining room, the places that would have had romance or intimacy in before. I then intend to give myself around four things to do that I've been saying I want to do for a long time. These could even be old passions or projects 
that took a detour or you forgot about. For me, I had a business idea prior to starting the station. When the station idea came, my other idea, which was really heartfelt and inspired, took a back seat. So that is one of my things to look at. I'm also looking at what I'm good at, which is writing. I've written two books, but I have not put the love in. So I want to put the love into those books and write another book. And I also want to make audiobooks from my books. So that's number three. And lastly, I want to take care of my blog more and put more love into that. I think the key is paying attention. Looking at what we have withdrawn from. And putting the love back in, in some way. I think if we think of our lost passions as children, we've abandoned or... If we leave children alone for a long time, they grow withdrawn. The only thing that can bring them out of that is loving tenderness and care. And also boundaries and commitment to them. We need to discipline ourselves to take care of these children. And that means committing to a daily practice of creativity. Even if you think what you do is shit or the worst bit of writing or work, whatever it is, you just do it, one hour a day or less. I did this when I wrote book one and two. It worked, even on days I didn't want to write. I let the inner muse flow regardless. And with boundaries, we need to have boundaries towards the fears. Do not let the fear of failing or the fear of succeeding stop us from committing to our practice. This is all I'm going to be doing for now, but it feels to me important steps. So I will leave you with a letter from Elizabeth Elizabeth Gilbert towards fear. So when the fear arises, this is the story of inner wisdom we can share with ourselves instead of falling at the first hurdle. Dearest fear, Creativity and I are about to go on a road trip together. I understand you'll be joining us, because you always do. I acknowledge that you believe you have an important job to do in my life, and that you take your job seriously. Apparently your job is to induce complete panic whenever I'm about to do anything interesting. And may I say you are superb at your job. So by all means, keep doing your job, if you feel you must. But I will also be doing my job on this road trip, which is to work hard and stay focused. And creativity will be doing its job, which is to remain stimulating and inspiring. There's plenty of room in this vehicle for all of us. So make yourself at home. But understand this, creativity and I are the only ones who will be making any decisions along the way. I recognise and respect that you are part of this family, and so I will never exclude you from our activities. But still, your suggestions will never be followed. You're allowed to have a seat, and you're allowed to have a voice, but you are not allowed to have a vote. You're not allowed to touch the roadmaps 
You're not allowed to suggest detours. You're not allowed to fiddle with the temperature. Dude, you're not even allowed to touch the radio. But above all else, my dear old familiar friend, you're absolutely forbidden to drive. I wish you so much love on your own journey and your quest to reclaim your lost passion. And I remember just to take simple steps. Don't expect the enthusiasm to flood in straight away, but just be open to it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Kelly Martin Speaks. If you have a question or topic you are struggling with and would like me to answer on an upcoming podcast episode, please get in touch. Your name will be confidential. Email me at kellymartinspeaks at gmail.com or message me on Facebook via my page Kelly Martin Speaks. And don't forget, if you feel that others are passing you by and they're not good enough voices screaming loudly, pop by kellymartin.co.uk to find out all about my books, including book one, When Everyone Shines But You. You can also support my channel via my podcast page on my website, kellymartinspeaks.co.uk, via PayPal, or you can even buy me a coffee. Until next time, bye for now. You've been listening to my podcast, Kelly Martin Speaks. I'd really appreciate your feedback. If you're listening on iTunes, please give me a review. It helps me be seen and heard by those that need it. You can also follow me on kellymartinspeaks.co.uk where you can read my blogs, find out about my book series and subscribe to my monthly newsletter. I'm also all over social media. So search for me via Kelly Martin Speaks on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. I'll speak to you next week. Bye.